Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. And I'm Shailani Alex. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Good to see you again Thanks in the studio, aka studio. AKA my apartment. Because <laughs> I have a crazy day today, so made you come here. <laughs> That's right. Um, today we're going to talk about catchphrases or sayings that we grew up with that we had no idea why we said them or what they meant Mm -hmm. or where they came from it was just like you know well grandma would you know said this for 50 years so you know i guess it's okay to say it kind of thing (laughs) um so we're gonna tell us about the 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 cards that you have yeah so it turned out when we were talking about topics that I remember that I had this. It's it's a deck of, they're called knowledge cards. It's called In Two Shakes of a Lamb's Tail. And it's a quiz deck of curious sayings. So what it does, it, let me just read the back, just because it's okay. kind of cute how they wrote it. So it says, ever wonder how three sheets to the wind came to mean inebriated? Or why we gauge distance as the crow flies and say we've put our foot in our mouth after a verbal blunder? In two shakes of a lamb's tail, let the cat out of the bag, so to speak, with 48 intriguing explorations of popular sayings. The front of each card in this deck gives a definition, so for example, ill and indisposed, and then a hint, meteorology is involved. Uh, So it's up to you to guess the saying. The answer is given on the back with an explanation of the saying's origins. So curl up with this deck when it's raining cats and dogs or pull out all the stops and enjoy it as a lively multiplayer game. Either way, you'll be entertained till the cows come home. Nice. So cute. Just reading the back is enough. Who wrote this? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, thank you, Pomegranate Communications. Nice. For uh, publishing and making awesome things like this. They also have really good journals and stationery and and stuff. That's always fun. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I thought I'd bust the deck out and uh, test test your knowledge of these things because... I, I got them because growing up in a bilingual household, I did I was not hearing these American. I, I always called them American sayings, probably because they are. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe they came from wherever they came from, but uh, I don't know what they mean. Even to this day, mm-hmm. there are some things that I'm like, what you know, and then I feel kind of borderline ESL. Mm. English second language, right? Even though I'm not. Yeah. When I hear this stuff, because I'm like, uh, what does that mean? <laughs> or does that the come slang. from? <laughs> yeah. the, the American slang that we just love so much. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, let's, we just be- let's begin. All right. So, ooh, how about this? Why don't you pick one? All right. Don't look. Don't I'm look. I'm not. No, 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 no. Okay. All right. Oh, here we go. Oh, you're, I, oh, my God. Just do it already. I, okay. Definition. Very rare, almost non-existent. And then the hint is makes reference to poultry. Uh, and I'm supposed to guess what the phrase is? Yes. Yeah. So definition. Very rare, almost non-existent. And then the hint is makes reference to poultry. Hmm. It's weird. It's a weird one. I wonder if our listeners already know what it what it is. I would be surprised. <laughs> what is it? Scarcer than hen's teeth. I've never heard of that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that's why I was like, oh, scarcer God. than hen's teeth. Uh, is it because they don't or have teeth? Scarcer? 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 I think it's scarcer. <laughs> Is it funky or funky? <laughs> Did I ever tell you that? No. Oh my God. Okay. Can we just pause? This is a mom moment. <laughs> 
So I'm mean, gonna have to pause, pause, but but yeah. But I was my mom once. Remember that show, Punky Brewster? Yeah. So me and my sister, we would be watching it late at night with my mom. And then, like, during a commercial break, my mom turns to me and my sister, and she says, um, Anak, which means kid, Anak, is it punky or funky? <laughs> my sister were like, I guess it just depends, mom. <laughs> I guess it depends. What are you trying to say? <laughs> is it funky Brewster or punky yeah, Brewster? you know, Filipino. It's like, like the, the P's and the F's get all confused. Right. Is it punky or funky? <laughs> okay, anyway, so going back to Scarcer. Scarcer? Yeah. Then hen's teeth. So it says this colloquial expression was probably first used in the mid-1800s. It has been suggested, however, that it dates back to colonial days. In any event, while the specific origin may remain unknown, the reference is not since hens have no teeth. Did you know that? I kind of, yeah. Because they have beaks. Yeah, but how do they... They eat the little seeds. Like You don't need to chew these little seeds that they're pecking with their beaks. It just... You know, just and, goes down the And maybe they're hatch. breaking them with their beak? Goes down the hatch, probably. They have a tongue, right? How do they get it in their mouth? I think they have like a little tongue. Why are we talking about hens? Like <laughs> so, that's okay. the topic right, of the, today. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pick another one, Kati. All right, here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not so going to get any of these. You I don't are. Know. Okay, it's all right. So definition is in trouble. And then the hint bottoms up. In trouble. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. Well, when you put them this way, I have no clue what you're talking about. Well, bottoms up in trouble. Mm-hmm. Like lit- like your bottom up. <laughs> like your bottoms up. Mm-hmm. Bottoms up. So that's the hint. Oh. What is it? Ass in a sling. Oh yeah, I've heard of that. You've heard of that? I've yeah. never heard of that. Which means you are in trouble. The oh. bottoms up I took as like drinking when you said bottoms up. Well, then there's another one. <laughs> <laughs> See that motion? Bottoms up, drinking. <laughs> okay, so I'll read this in chart. It says, this idiom probably originated in the American South around the turn of the 19th century. It's been suggested that it was first expressed by someone with a broken arm in a sling, but it could very well relate to a swift kick in the keister. Right. Ass in a sling. That is weird. I still don't understand that, but all right. What was the one that you brought up earlier? On the fritz. On the fritz. Yeah. Did you ever find out like where that came from? I didn't. Who, but it was interesting you? because uh, Sasha and Lila were talking, mm-hmm. and we were talking about car troubles or something, and I'm like, oh, so it's on the fritz. And mm. Sasha looked at me, and she's like, oh, my God, I've heard of that. And Lila was like, I've never heard of that, so... I guess it just depends, like where you grow up, maybe, yeah. or yeah. Um, but I remember hearing that all the time, like on the fritz. And did your family use a lot of sayings when you were growing up? Um, I don't think a whole lot, but they're definitely. Mm-hmm. I remember talking about different things, like sayings. Some probably aren't as PC now <laughs> as they were then. <laughs> Okay. And I'm sure you can guess what those are. Yes. <laughs> um, without saying them out loud. Um, but yeah, let's pick another yeah, one. Yeah, I never, I, I, I was trying to think back if my parents had ever said stuff like that. And and no, I don't think they did. Whether we even, there are sayings in Tagalog, I'm, I'm sure there are, but they probably just mm. seem normal to me. Yeah. Like, 
so I just don't know. Oh, okay, here's a good one. This one, you'll get this. Definition is drunk, and then the hint is laundry day. So don't say I'm going to get it, because then it puts more pressure on myself <laughs> no, no, no. that I have to get it, and if I don't get it, then I'm a total loser. No, you're not. <laughs> Shut up. So drunk and laundry day? Yeah. So th- think of things that you <laughs> launder and hang on a line outside. Yeah, because I do that every time I do my laundry. <laughs> my freaking laundry's hung up out back. Uh hung out to dry no oh but that's kind of that's that's one that's a good one (laughs) do you want to know yeah three sheets to the wind oh three sheets to the wind okay so pomegranate books i just want to say like your hints are kind of okay but they're kind of not (laughs) (laughs) yeah they need to be upgraded i think a little bit three sheets to the wind Mm -hmm. okay i guess that makes sense i mean the hints you know I guess they kind of make sense. Well, after you hear them. But if right. it's a game and you're trying to get them. That's true. <laughs> it's like, I am over 10. <laughs> All right. So I'll I'll read this, though. It's, it's a little bit lengthy, so I'll kind of pick and choose. Um, this idiom is nautical in origin, but the specific reference remains somewhat cloudy. Here's a sheet. Here, a sheet does not relate to grandma's clothesline, nor is it a sail. A sheet is a rope or chain attached to the lower corner of a sail and used to adjust tension. If the sheets are loosened completely, the sail flaps and the sails oh. flap and flutter in the wind and the vessel staggers around like a drunk. Oh. Did you know that? No. Wow. That's kind of interesting. So the hint totally well, I mean the hint kind of makes sense if you don't know the actual origin. origin. Right, right. Yeah. It's just to get you to the the phrase. Another explanation suggests that with two or four sheets to the wind, the ship is in balance. With three sheets, of course, it is not. Oh. Say that again? Uh with two or four sheets to the wind, the ship is in balance. With three, of course, it is not. Oh, interesting. It is also believed that sailors would refer to someone who could hardly navigate as being three sheets to the wind. Hmm. Then it talks about just where the earliest printed record of the expression is. It was like in 1821. And Interesting. Anyway. Yeah. Hmm. I did not know that. Did not know a sheet Learned something new cord. every day. All right. Am I going to be able to test you on any of these? I don't know. Well, because I already saw them. You can pick from here. I'm serious. Like, I do not know anything yeah okay okay let's just do one more and then we'll switch and then i'll try to guess but i'll tell you right now i'm not gonna get any of them okay okay oh okay we should have started with this one actually yeah thanks (laughs) so the definition is in no time at all and the hint is quickly bo peep Uh, so in no time at all well, the first thing that comes to my mind is like lickety split, but I don't think that's it. Doesn't have to do with bo peep or sheep. It doesn't. Or lamb. Why am I not surprised? Oh, is it like three <laughs> shakes of the lamb tail? It's in. It's two shakes. Oh, two shakes. <laughs> even the three enough. sheets to the wind and two shakes of <laughs> the lamb's tail. I'm sorry, I'm getting my numbers confused. <laughs> Shit. All right, yeah, in two shakes. Four calling birds, three French hens, two, two turtle, turtle doves. doves. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so in two shakes of And a, a pack of cards. Apparently. 
This Americanism dating from the early 1800s alludes to a lamb's ability to shake its tail very rapidly, faster apparently than many other animals. Hmm. Oh, the Didn't lamb know that. tail is so cute. <laughs> <laughs> the same can also be a longer version of the older English expression in two shakes, mm. which probably refers to the shaking of dice. Right. Yeah, two shakes. Two shakes. Okay, here. I could pick one from here if you want. Or you could pick one for me. I'm not going to get it. I just know I'm not going to get it. It's okay. So while you're doing that. If I can look like a fool, (laughs) you can too. (laughs) I will definitely look like (laughs) one. So I was doing this with a friend the other night, and he was just like getting Getting them them all. Yeah. And I'm like, I hate people like that. It's like, really? (laughs) Okay, you'll totally get this one. I know I'm not. No, you will. You just said it. No, really. You will. Okay. Apply maximal effort is the definition. Hint is extracting pauses. Oh, no, wait. I know this one because I saw it. Well, they're my deck so of cards. So what is it? Pull out all the stops. See? I told because you. Because I'm it. on the deck. Hello? <laughs> well, I you must have these. a photographic memory. <laughs> the other or night. Or something. You just, like, go through the deck while you're watching your porn or something? <laughs> what the hell? Stop it. <laughs> I don't do that, Kathy. Do you see my halo? <laughs> right. <laughs> The crooked, cracked, it's broken a, one. Yes, tape on it. That's the right. black, glowing. Okay, so the origin of this expression comes from the stop knobs that control organ stops or pipes. Do you know this too? I did because I because you're it. shaking it's your my head. Deck. <laughs> An organist can pull out all the stops using all the resources of the instrument to create the fullest possible sound. Although a form of the organ was invented in Greece, the phrase was first used figuratively in 19th century England. Oh. Very interesting. Well, I don't want to play with you anymore then because you're cheating. I'm not cheating. It was just because I was looking at it. All right. So the definition, deceive someone. Mm. Hint. Bah. Like a sheep? Uh-huh. And deceive someone. <clears throat> Come on. Sheep and wolves clothing? Wolves clothes. Wolves? Pull the wolves? wool over someone's eyes. Pull the wool. Over someone's eyes. Oh. That's called deceiving someone. Oh. Why? So this expression can be traced to the powdered wigs, which were the custom in the early 19th century. The wool, quote unquote, having fallen down over a man's eyes would temporarily blind him. So. Interesting. Yeah. So many a barrister boasted about pulling the wool over the judge's eyes. Huh. People, I feel like people were very colorful about language back then. Mm -hmm. Like, do we have those, like the equivalent of those today? Like sayings today? Yeah. It's called, that's sick. Oh, or it's lit. It's lit. Oh my God. You think right? that, do you think that like in a hundred years there's going to be a deck of cards, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then on the front from it's the two thousands, it's lit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> with a flame, with an emoji flame. We should do that right now, Kathy. Let's make an investment. Let's and- do it. Anybody want to invest in our uh, project? Pomegranate books. We got another deck for you, or whatever. <laughs> the millennial. The millennial version. The millennial musings. Musings. Mm-hmm. That's pretty know. good. Hey, you know, you know me. 
Okay, so this one, the definition is risk everything on one venture. Mm-hmm. Hint is fragile cargo. Yeah, these hints are not accurate. Is that eggs in one basket? You put all egg, all one's eggs in one basket. All one. Which, which. This is the fragile cargo. Just put all, is the eggs. Yeah. Right. That's what did it. So <laughs> that's what did it. This proverb may have been the outgrowth of the earlier trust all one's goods to one ship, which definitely flows off the tongue much better than put all one's eggs in one basket. I don't know why they changed it. Um, So Mark Twain made use of it in Puddinghead Wilson. The fool, Seth's, put not all thy eggs in one basket, but the wise man... Seth, put all your eggs in one basket and watch the basket. So, I what? Yeah, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> that was way too deep for me. Um, okay. Definition is die. Okay. Hint a fine-grained meal. Oh no, I remember this one. Cuz I was like <laughs> like what? Yeah, exactly. That's what I all right. <laughs> If that's what you eat on a daily basis. It's, it's the dust one, right? Another right. one bites the dust. Bite the dust, yeah. Oh, bite the dust. Another one, hi. <laughs> that's like, yeah. Let's, let's equate these the two songs that, from the, the 80s. <laughs> what song from the 80s <laughs> goes, with, goes the with the saying, bite the dust? And another one. <laughs> Another one bites the dust. Hey. And then if you play it backwards, it says smoke marijuana. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that the song? Oh, shit. We didn't even. Do from I our episode. Own? From a previous episode, for no. those who are, um, haven't caught up on our episodes yet. Um, the last episode we did together was music therapy. Yeah. And we were talking about how music helps um people that have dementia and alzheimer's and we kind of got off the track you know because we never do that ever shocker yeah and we i kind of brought up the whole if you play another one bites the dust backwards it means smoke it says smoke marijuana I'm gonna. I, so I have my records out after we're done with this. We should totally do it. I'm gonna, we're doing, and this. we're gonna record it. <laughs> and then it's, gonna it's, say it's totally marijuana. gonna be my outro from now on. Oh my god! <laughs> <a> smoke marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh boy! Oh Jesus! This is <laughs> this is not going well. Okay. Uh, next one. <laughs> Definition: Please accept presents without suspicion. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hint up close and personal equine, 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 horse, whatever that means. Horse, get, this is gifts, right? Horse gift, something in the mouth. <laughs> I don't know. Don't look at gift. Don't bust a gift. Horse gift in the mouth. I don't know, Kathy. Don't, don't put a gift. The, don't put a gift in the horse's mouth. <laughs> is it horse gift on the mouth? What is that? I don't know. What are they? Don't look a gift horse oh. in the mouth. Don't. Okay, so I've never understood. I, I get it, but I don't. Like plain English. What's that mean? So um, basically, this is actually good. What they're saying here is if presented with a gift, smile, offer thanks, and never check the price online. <laughs> 
Okay. Because you would do that. I know. It was so lame. It alludes to accepting presents with grace without trying to determine their value. Oh. The age of a horse can be estimated by looking at its teeth, which I didn't know. I knew that. I found that out recently. Oh. Which become more exposed over time. The teeth become more exposed? Yeah. So it's like rings in a tree? <laughs> I, <Except> sure. <laughs> I, guess you, I guess that's a good, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you could totally equate that. So by how big their teeth are is like how old they I are. I believe so. so. Okay. Interesting. Receding gums on a horse. All right. Right. Like with us, if you have receding gums, you can tell how old we are. Oh, well, then that's not interesting at all. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't think is true. It just means you need to go to the dentist. You got like gingivitis. Or Something. No. What's that called with your gums? Got some issues? I don't know, but root planing is what they do. Okay. <laughs> anyway, onward. Next. Definition, naive, immature, hint, the need, in need of a towel. Baby? Naive, immature. Naive, immature, in need of a towel. A wet towel. A wet towel? <laughs> Dry something? Wet behind the ears. So wet behind That's... the ears means you're kind of like a newbie. Oh. Like you're a rookie at something. Like you're naive, immature. Okay. Did not know that. So this American idiom probably dates from around the turn of the 19th century. It can refer to a newborn baby so inexperienced as to be still wet. Gross. (laughs) But the most common (laughs) reference is to newborn farm animals. (laughs) Some say that the last place to dry on a newborn calf or colt is the indentations behind their ears. Why wouldn't you get that first? Because it's their head. Like, you're going to towel off the rest of their body and then just go back and do their ears? Well. <laughs> Who does that? Apparently, many farmers do. <laughs> like, when you take a shower, when when do you do your ears? Like, last? I don't. No, I mean, because you're, you're... I never do the back of my ears. Do you dry the back of your ears? Of course. Well, I think it just happens naturally because you dry in your hair. Well, I know. So if you're up there drying your hair, then you should just hit your ears while you're at it. Like, that doesn't make sense. But we don't really have, like, indentations like animals do. Yeah, I guess you're right. We don't? And if you do, then we need to talk about it. (laughs) We need to go (laughs) You Maybe you need to go see a vet instead. (laughs) Shut up. I got one for you, Kathy. (laughs) Don't look at the time. Look at the time. (laughs) Definition. Surly grouchy. His morning misstep. <laughs> That's not me. No, you're not. I'm not. But this is a good one, Like though. today, anyway. Um, Surly, grouchy, morning misstep is the hint. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Get up on the wrong side of the bed. Get up. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. I've heard that a lot of times. Mm-hmm. That's one of the ones I grew up with, I think. My mom used to say that to me all the time. <laughs> got well, the somebody side. got off the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> yeah, this is pretty um, prejudice against lefties. Just it in is? General. Yeah, it says the left side is considered inauspicious in many cultures, but it is the legacy of Roman prejudice that is visible in modern English. The Latin word for left is sinister. The Romans believed that it was unlucky to put the left shoe on first or to enter buildings with one's left foot. Mm. 
It is said that Augustus Caesar was so superstitious that he always stepped down from the right side of the bed. So one can find lingering suspicions about the left side in several 17th century plays. Over the centuries, the phrase became more closely associated with bad moods than bad luck. So what side of the bed do you get off? The right, because I sleep on the right side of the bed. Yeah, me too. But is it the right when you're laying in the bed, or is it, because it's actually the left don't, when you're facing. Don't go. Okay, anyway, right. I get off on let's, the right Let's side not of the bed. go there. Yes. I figured you did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have a question about two of these sayings, though. Can I ask you? Yeah. So one of them is called get down to brass tacks. Okay. For a, I'm going to admit this. I'm going to look hella dumb doing it, but I'm going to do it anyway. Full transparency? Full transparency. I thought tax was T-A-X. Right. And it's not. Oh. It's T-A-C-K-S. See, I didn't think that. I thought it was T-A-X too. Yeah, right? But brass tacks make sense because they're brass, right? Yes. And taxes that we're thinking are not brass. Right. So, right. Isn't that... Interesting. I just thought, what is it? I was the only one. Oh, what does it mean? Yeah, like where did it come? Arrive like, at the root of the matter is what it means, and it says it has to do with um, it relates to the brass tacks used in upholstery. Oh, it may have been used in a um, what does it say? And it may have been used in a co- Cockney, Cockney. That's like a dialect, isn't it? Mm. In the UK. Rhyming game to mean hard facts, but the most under the most common understanding of the saying has to do with early shopkeepers inserting brass tacks along the edge of their counters, hmm. providing a convenient means for measuring fabric. So when a customer finished looking over all of the available stock and had determined what to buy, the cloth was set on the counter and measured. Ascertaining a price was getting down to brass tacks. Interesting. You think they're making this up? Probably. All right. All right. What was the other one? Um, don't chase, don't change horses in midstream. You know, I kind of remember that, but I don't remember the horses part. That's a song. It is? Yeah. Don't change horses in the middle of the stream. Giddy up. Who sings it? Um, and what is here, it? Here, you read it while I look up. <laughs> don't change horses in midstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of remember that. The first use of this expression was the re- reply given by Abraham Lincoln on June 9th, 1864, when he received the nomination for his second term as President of the United States. With typical humility, he told the National Union League that he was sure they had not decided he was the greatest or best man in America, but that they must have concluded that it was not best to swap horses while crossing the river. Hmm. Over the years, the words of the expression changed somewhat, but the meaning, don't change leaders during a crisis, has not. That totally makes sense. Doesn't it? It does. But don't I change never, horses in midstream. But I would have never thought to associate it with, like, Abraham politics. Lincoln. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, Tower of Power is who does Tower, it. Tower, yeah. Yes. I know, I know, right? I didn't want to say anybody else, because, hi, where are we from? And yeah. uh, if we didn't get that shit right. right. They would have hunt us down. Yeah, anyway. All right. Any other sayings? That those are the that ones just that I bug, had. bugged. Yeah. Bugged you? I, I think those were it. Because I, I didn't throw the baby <laughs> out with the bathwater, cart before the horse, don't touch it with a 10-foot pole. Like, why yeah. 10 feet? Why not five? Right. Let the cat out of the bag. Yeah. Well, why are you putting cats in bags to begin with? Come Because cats love bags. I know, but you wouldn't keep them in there. Like, of course they're going to come out. <laughs> 
Like, why? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think Doth, Doth protests too much and is taking things too literal. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> on the wagon? I've yeah. heard off the wagon. I'm on the wagon. You're definitely on the wagon. Mm-hmm. Which, good for you, by the way. Thank you. Because I'm not, especially <laughs> this past week. Uh, on the wagon and off the wagon. Mm-hmm. And then cold talk turkey. I think I saw that one. Talk turkey? Mm-hmm. Um, That's not like jive turkey, is it? Jive turkey? <laughs> cold turkey? Cold turkey. Okay, talk turkey, get down to business. Oh. So this expression supposedly comes from a racist antidote. Oh, shit. First recorded in the early 1800s about an Indian and a white man who agreed to share the fruits of a joint hunting trip. They bagged four wild turkeys and four crows. Some versions of the story count three crows and two wild turkeys, others two turkeys and buzzards, but who's counting? That's what it said, but who's counting? No, I said I added the who's counting. (laughs) I was like, dang, that's a good one. (laughs) But dink. At the end of the day, the white man divided the game handing the Indian a crow and keeping a turkey for himself. He did this four times, each time saying, you take crow, I take turkey. When the division was completed, the Indian strenuously objected, saying, we stop talk birds, now talk turkey. Even that sounds racist right there. Oh. Yeah, so let's not end on that one. No, we're not. How about this? Bite the bullet. Right. We'll do that one. So, although the precise origin of this expression is not clear, one explanation pertains to paper cartridges enveloping the bullet and gunpowder used by soldiers in the 19th century. Riflemen had to bite off the paper tube to expose the powder to a spark. To do this calmly in the middle of battle may have suggested bite the bullet. The phrase is also thought to relate to the practice of giving wounded soldiers something to grip between their jaws, which I kind of relate the saying to is when you bite the bullet it's like you like uh, yeah like because yeah. you're in pain or whatever right or, or bite the bullet basically means like suck it up mm-hmm. in a way suck it up yeah that's another one you just use one to describe another one so they grip the <laughs> bullet between their jaws when a surgical operation had to proceed without anesthetics anesthetic yeah anesthesia basically so in the light that failed rudyard kipling wrote Bite on the bullet, old man, and don't let them think you're afraid. Oh. That's, so, that's I like in, that. That's in general. We should. Yeah. That's a good kind of thing to. Uh, don't think to you're afraid. By. Don't let people think you're afraid. So just. Bite the bullet. Bite the bullet. Suck, Suck it, it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. And, you know, if any of our listeners have sayings that they grew up with yes. or that they use on a regular basis, other than the ones that we've talked about today, let us know. English or other. We yes. are an international. We are international lo- podcast. Open to that. <laughs> no borderlines. <laughs> uh, and you can email us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com or follow us on Instagram at womenwhosarcast. Let us know your comments. Uh questions any dating advice <laughs> yes what we should really wear after labor day uh or what the real meaning of life is you know whatever what whatever you want to talk really about wear after labor day no checkered <laughs> pants mm, no white no white why why what is that don't get me started yeah I'm well, in a mood. We, we gotta cut this <laughs> <I just> <laughs> we're done for today 
uh, I need a drink, actually. And I have, uh, water. I have water. You're on the wagon. <laughs> You're on the wagon, Kathy. So reach out to us, and we will see you next time on Women Who Sarcast. Thanks for listening. Show music provided by Mike Imbasiani. You can find him at mikeimbasiani.com. Thank you.